Welcome back. We are talking million-dollar careers. As always, I've got my uh, my really good friend Rob Rob Houghton with me. Rob's up in uh, Northern Virginia, out West Winchester, Virginia, and he is a uh, number one recruiter in the uh, Washington D.C. area for the insurance industry. Um, Rob and I have been good friends for a long time, and uh, he's got some uh, he's got some great stories to tell, both from uh, his recruiting practice and uh, go listen to his podcasts online as well. Rob Houghton. Um, he talks about uh, some of his time uh, training special forces in the military and and uh, and a lot of good things. So, hey, Rob, just great to have you back again. Yeah, thanks, Craig. It's always great to see you, man. So let's talk about this. I was doing a podcast last week with Mike, call sign Nasty Manazer. And uh, Nasty became an, an I knew Nasty. We flew uh, we flew together in the same air wing. He was a uh, he was a lieutenant commander flying F-14s. And uh, I was a, a just a you know, young lieutenant on the other side of the squad, you know, the other side of the air wing and Hawkeyes. But we became friends. We lost touch for a long time. And we reconnected. And we did a podcast. And I said, hey, look, you know, you became a two-star admiral. You became a ship's captain, you know, an aircraft carrier CO, commanding officer. You know, it's a very rare, you know, exclusive club. You know, you became a, a very accomplished fighter pilot how'd you get there yeah and he started out he goes it's interesting he says the day i got to pensacola on my helmet i had an f-14 sticker he put an f-14 sticker on his helmet which i'm sure won him no fans from the instructors but he said i knew exactly what i wanted to do and that was fly f-14s and i did everything i could to get to fly F-14s to the point where I went out and got my private pilot's license. And in Pensacola, I would go fly, you know, I would go fly the routes on the weekend that I knew we'd be flying in flight school. And I learned the airfields. And it was all because I had to, every time I looked at this sticker on my helmet, I knew it was F-14s I wanted to go fly and I wasn't going to let anything hold me back. Yeah, cool, man. And I like that. I like that mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever start with the end in mind? Yeah, you know, to to build a million dollar career, which is what we talk about, you've got to figure out where do I want to end up, and what is the finishing line. And to me, it's always been very simple. I've lived by this creed. You got to figure out what are my skills and personality. Figure out what's my experience. What have I done in the past, and what are my interests? What's my passion? If you can figure out based upon those three things, you know, skills, experience, and interests, you really put some thought on it, you reflect upon it, that's where you want to end up. And after that, it's just implementation. For instance, with salespeople, okay? It's all about connecting with people. That's a skill, right? If you're extroverted, right? If you have some experience, maybe working a part-time uh, sales job and you really like it. And then you have to be motivated to make money. Probably got to be a little, a, a little bit selfish. That's a salesperson. However, on the other side of the house, if you want to be an account manager, a support person, what's that like? Okay, your skills, detailed, organized, analytical, okay? You're probably an introvert. And... In terms of your, in terms of your interest, you probably want to be more service oriented. You want to help people. You want to help people solve problems. 
that's how I look at it in the insurance sector in terms of a million dollar career. I think what I've seen is over the years, people go pick up shiny objects. I'll just give you, you know, Maddie, my daughter, yeah. really proud of her. She just accepted a job since she was five years old. She wanted to be an ER nurse. She's graduating from college in May. She just got an offer to be an ER. She just accepted a job offer to become an ER nurse at Novon Health in Wilmington, North Carolina. Her eye was always on that prize. Right, exactly. You know, I knew, you know, I met a guy a long time ago, and this happened a lot. I met a guy in Oklahoma. I said, a friend of mine's getting out of the Air Force party. And I met a guy who had gone through flight school but failed out. And I asked him, why'd you fail out? And he said, I met some girl halfway through, and you know the rest of the story. Yeah. Shiny, yeah, yeah, and then it was like, well, you know, I I got distracted. I started thinking about other things. Yeah, I go, do you regret it? He's like, yeah, I regret it. Relationship didn't last very, you know, lasted a couple months. Yeah, maybe, yeah, whatever. But it lasted long enough to take his eye off the ball, and you know, move on. So I think a lot of the thing about keeping the end in mind is understanding where you want to go. And keeping that laser focus. And you know what drives me crazy? And and like these, if I see one more professional athlete say this, I'm going to throw up. Got because here's, here's the line you get. I mean, you know what the line is, right? After a game, right? Or, or, or before a game, hey, what's going through your mind? What do you think about blah, blah, blah? The canned answer is always, you got to live in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. I can't worry about stuff I can't control. Mm-hmm. How many times have we heard people say this? I can't worry about things I can't control. I'm in the moment. I'm just thinking about what I'm doing now. Eh, wrong answer, okay? You have to be reflecting upon the past, and you have to be at least contemplating the future. How mm-hmm. could you not do that? I mean, think about it. Exactly what you're talking about. You have to have the end in mind. Because if you don't have the end in mind, you're going nowhere, man. Yep. You're just going to live a series of days Sure, you may have a lot of fun because I'm going to have fun today, right? But, you know, 10, 15 years from now, you're in the same place because you haven't Mm -hmm. started on that journey to that finishing line. That's why I tell my people, you know, when I interview them, where do you want to end up? What would the perfect job opportunity look to you? Where do you want to be in two, three, four, five years? If they can't answer that question, I'm probably not interested. When a guy comes to me and says, hey, Rob, I I saw your ad on LinkedIn or something for a sales producer in insurance, right? I go, okay, great. Wait, do you want to be a sales guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, the first question I ask him, what motivates you to be a salesperson? Mm-hmm. If I don't hear, I want to make a lot of money, they ain't the guy. I had a guy one time, he looked apart, had a suit on, great degree, was great. He, he, he established rapport. Mm-hmm. He was able to connect. I said, you, you want to be a big sales guy, right? With one of my biggest clients. because oh, yeah, I, I, I want to be a big sales guy. Why do you want to do it? I mean, what? why do you want to do all that work, all that rejection, man? Because you're hunting for big fish out there. And his answer was, because I want to serve people. I want to help people. Yep. And you are not the right guy, man. You should be an account manager. Yep. So I got bounced from, uh, I, I got bounced in my early 30s 
you know, look, age and wisdom. I got bounced out of an interview. It was with GE Capital, of all things. And I got bounced out of an interview um, because the guy says, what do you want? And you give the same, you know, the standard bullshit answer. You know, I want a you know, successful career. I want to be, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The guy goes, well, You're right. he's like, get out of here. Yeah. All we want is people who want to make a lot of money. Exactly right. That's, that's all we want is people it. who want to make. I'm like, ooh, okay. He changed my thinking. Exactly. You know, he changed my thinking. And then I think about another a CEO that I talked to. You know, this guy, 14, 15 years ago, I had this conversation with a CEO, and he, and and this is how I live my life, and this is what I teach kids now or talk to people about. I go, if you can't make me a lot of money, or you can't save me a lot of money, you're overhead. You have no need to the business. So right. all the people that are, are looking for balance in their life, they want their employer, the flip side of the, you know, look, every, every nickel has two coins. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the, the employer just wants somebody who can make them money or save her money. The, the employee wants balance, yeah. you know, and it's like, Hey, look, if, if you can, you know, if you can make me a lot of money in three days, I'll give you four days off. You could save me a lot of money in three days. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you a, you know, give you you can have as much balance in your life as as you want. Just save me some money, yeah. or make me some money, and I'll yeah. pay you a million dollars. You know, it's uh, yeah, exactly right. You got to have the end in mind. It's like if you bought a new car, if you bought a Cadillac convertible on a Sunday afternoon with the top down, and you want to drive around the country, are you just going to drive around and just go nowhere with your family? Do you want to? You got to have a destination. You're going to have a roadmap. Correct. I mean, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's the, it's the, you know, and, and I think this is the, you know, look, no pro athlete made it to the pros thinking about it along the way. They had a goal. They had a destiny. I mean, I look, you know, there's a lot of skill. Yeah. There's look, there's a, not, a lot of natural skill involved, but the mental acuity to become a pro yeah. is big. Patrick Mahomes versus who's Arizona versus uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah. Mahomes spends all day long watching films. Right. And you know, he will sit in a room and watch films all day long while Kyler Murray wants to play video games. Yeah. Kyler yeah. Murray watches films too, but they're video films. But they're video games. They're just video. <laughs> yeah. And that was a big thing between him and Kingsbury. Kingsbury wanted him to, you know, become you know more of a student of the game. Yeah, and Murray didn't want to protect. You know, now Mahomes will become a you know, he already is Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Kyler Murray will go off into the right off into the sunset of a yeah he was an okay quarterback. Hey, by the way, do you think Mahomes was really hurt? Because I was watching a game last night, and my wife, who's an astute observer, is watching him limp around right from the sidelines of the huddle, and then there were like three plays that he ran, and he ran completely. Full speed without a limp. I mean, she, I mean, just uh, as a non-football fan, she was like, "What are these guys putting on like some Michael Jordan acting job or something?" Because this guy can obviously run fast, but when he's when, when, when the camera's on him, he's like limping, like he can hardly walk. And, and and like, of course, the announcers were just eating it up. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, I think he was hurt, but I think chemicals. Yeah, I think some chemicals. Uh, you know, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, like, how could a guy limp and then he he's running at full speed? I, I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> these guys are these guys are amazing to me. But but anyway, I think. But so coming back to the subject, it's it's like yeah. one of those things where you know, I want to be a business owner. Okay, 
what are you learning to become a business owner? You can't really teach entrepreneurship, yeah. but there are skills that people learn along the way, which is a laser focus. Yeah. You know, you want to be a CEO. Okay. Why, you know, why do you want to be a CEO and what are you doing to get there? Here are the kind of the gates, right? I'll give you a military example. I usually like to throw one of these out. So I go down to Fort Polk or Fort Campbell or some of these places and I'd be advising, instructing these uh, young Green Berets, mm-hmm. uh, U.S. Special Forces. And a lot of times I'd ask these guys, usually the first question, I'd show up, right? Why do you guys do this anyways? I mean, I'm like, why do you guys go through all this? I'm just curious. Like, why do you do it? You know? And there'd be a show of hands, you know, at first people would be very resistant. And then I'd say, come on, I, I need some feedback. Why do you do it? And then I'd hear the, well, because of 9-11. Okay. I'd hear the, because I want to be a patriot. No. And then I'd hear there's a whole 20% of the people. Well, you know, my dad was in special forces or, or my uncle was a SEAL or, or my dad was a Marine or, you know, because their daddy did it or their mommy did it. Right. And I would think to myself, no, that ain't right. And I remember one time this guy raises his hand who ended up being like truly the best of the best. And this guy, without even thinking, stands up and he says, he says, sir, from the time I was five years old, I knew I wanted to be a soldier. I knew I wanted to be a special operator. I knew I wanted to be a field guy. I knew I never wanted to be an officer. I wanted to be the guy in the foxhole. Just kicking ass and taking names later. I go, really? He goes, I realized that from my, from the time I was a kid, everything I did up until now was in preparation for this particular mission. That's why I do it. And, and I thought to myself, damn, that's why this guy is the best of the best. That's it. Because he knows he he knew what he wanted from a very early age. Yeah. But you think about the people, triathletes. Think about the people who do Ironmans. I can't do an Ironman. I'm in great, I'm in great shape. I have no desire to do an Ironman. Right, exactly. Yeah, I have no desire to do one, so I don't train for them. I like CrossFit, but you know, I look at the Ironman athletes. You know, you know, you know, it's what two and a half mile swim, hundred mm-hmm. whatever bike ride, and oh by the way, then I'm going to run a marathon. Yeah, I'm like okay, but they yeah. train for it. They understand they want to get through it. They want to get through it with a certain time, and they train for it. Right, and they put. You know, quite frankly, I think the one thing they do too is they punch above their weight. When I talk about punching above their weight, every day they're getting better. Every day they're like, why can't I be that person? Why can't I do that? Right, exactly. And, you know, that's that's the goal. It's like, hey, look, you know, if you want a, you know, a million-dollar career, it's punching above your weight, you know, understanding where you want to be, and having a laser focus to get there. It's also gaining control of your life, too, because if you have your own goal in mind, it's just you and the goal at that point. You don't have to worry about a lot of other things, you know. Yeah. And I get it. You know, but yeah, you know, and and control of your own life is, you know, look, that's easier said than done. Marriage, kids, you know, single parents. You know, I I, I look at a lot of ladies out there, single moms. Yeah. And I got nothing but admiration for them. Cause yeah, you know, their their life is, you know, it's every it, the minute they wake up in the morning, they're on. You know, they take care of the kids, they go to work. But I got to tell you what, some of the single moms that I know are, they're killers. 
they're drivers and they, and they you know, like, all right. So that's cool. Hey, how do people get a hold of you, Rob? Rob at mrfairfax.com. It's in the bottom left of the screen. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. I do podcasts, YouTubes. Uh, I love talking to people. I love interacting. Call me anytime. I specialize in the insurance business, Maryland, Virginia, Washington, D.C. Happy to help anyone. And your your blogs are awesome. I read them on LinkedIn all the time. I think they're they're well written. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cool. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. All right, Craig. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.